I've always wanted that to happen for me. Uh, Sean and Trolls are haters. They don't like the slow clap. I'm not a hater. I love it. It's, it's an honor. It is. Um, well, I'm glad to be here. This is my first time, so don't, don't judge me too much. Okay. Um, but I just, just to get started, I have a question for everyone. I hope, I hope you don't answer one way. But uh, has anyone here ever dated two people at once? And not like cheated on someone, but like actually successfully dated two people at once? Good. It's an awful idea, right? <laughs> um, like, we know it's not going to end well. It's the wrong thing to do. The right thing to do is date one, per one person at a time. Um, but I do have an example uh, of someone who dated two people at once. Who here has seen New Girl? It's an okay show. Yes, it is Schmidt. Uh, there's a character. His name's Schmidt. And he decides at some point to date two people at once. Um, and when he did that, I was just like, why are you doing that? It's such a dumb thing to do. Um, and yeah, I, I just kept like thinking, like, what was his motivation? And in this show, it, it gave sort of an explanation, like not directly, but like, you know. Um, and it says that he doesn't want to hurt either of the girls. Like, he, do he doesn't want to have to break up and leave one of them. And so he just decides that he's going to keep dating both girls. And I don't know what he expected. But, uh, but at first, I'm like, that kind of seems like a noble reason. Like, he doesn't want to hurt the girls. He's, he's looking out for them. And, and yeah, like, it seemed like a good thing, right? No. <laughs> um, that's what he says his reason was. His actual re reason was because he was scared and selfish. Uh, he was scared of losing something good. He did genuinely like both girls. Um, so he was scared of losing either one of them. Um, and then he also just wanted the best of both worlds. He didn't want to have to choose. And so, yeah, he was selfish. He was scared. Um, and that was actually what was driving him. And so what I think this, this story reveals, it actually speaks to us a little bit in what we do. Um, a lot of the time, we can have the wrong motivations for doing things, even when we want to do the good thing. Um, and so, Schmidt, he did not do a good thing. It's very clear that he was not doing the right thing, and so it didn't really matter what his motivation was. Um, but sometimes, we do get in situations where we do want to do the right thing, but we, sometimes our motivation is, is a little off, it's wrong. And so in these situations, we can, we can often ask, like, does it matter what our motivation is? Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm here to say it, it, our motivations do matter, and we're going to get into it. Um, but yeah, our motivations matter. We need to have the right motivations as well as doing the right things. Um, Y'all with me so far? Cool. Um, so again, it, it's really clear. If you do the wrong thing, it doesn't matter what your motivation is. Um, but, I've said this already, we, we're looking at doing the right thing for the wrong motivation. 
And uh, just to start off, looking at, we're going to look at Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Um, and y'all, this, this verse is actually kind of scary. Um, I'll, I'll get into that after we read it. But Matthew 7, 21 through 23, it says, and this is Jesus talking at the Sermon on the Mount. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many powerful deeds in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you lawbreakers. Um, so pretty clearly, this verse says that we can do the right things. We can prophesy. We can cast out demons. We can do powerful and miraculous deeds. But if we do them for the wrong reasons, Jesus, Jesus himself will say to us, I never knew you. And, and yeah, so what should our motivation be? Um, yeah, and to answer this, I think, at least for me, it was helpful to think about and figure out what our motivation often is. Um, and so to do this, I want to share this idea uh, that I heard recently from a guy named Tim Keller. Um, but it's this idea called common virtue and true virtue. Um, and so common virtue, to start off, is, is what 99, if not 100% of people use when deciding what to do and what their motivation is going to be. And when we use common virtue, typically what, what's motivating us like Schmidt, is fear and pride. Um, so, for example, uh, we're going to look at honesty. So, pretty straightforward, you either tell the truth or you tell, tell a lie. Um, with common virtue, you say to yourself, if I lie, I could get caught in my lie, and so I'm going to tell the truth. Or you could say to yourself, I don't want to look like a liar. I want people to see me as an honest person, and so I'm going to tell the truth. Um, and the problem with using common virtue, being motivated by fear and pride, is that you're using the same things that also motivate you to sin. Eventually, there's going to come a time where it's more beneficial for you to tell the lie than to tell the truth, and because the reason you would typically want to, want to tell the truth is based off the things that also make you want to sin, you're, you're going to always fall back in sin. Um, and so what happens with common virtue is none of the causes of evil are rooted out. You end up restraining your heart to stop yourself from doing the wrong, the wrong thing, but your heart hasn't changed. And so, again, like it's always going to fall back into sin. And so this is where true virtue comes in. Uh, true virtue is being so committed to what is true, not because it benefits you, but because you're in awe and in, in love with, with God. With true virtue... It's not just stopping your sin through force, but it's giving yourself completely over to God. 
Instead of trying to force yourself to stop sinning using the same emotions and same reasons that cause you to sin, you're laying, laying those things down and saying that God and the truth matter more to you. And so I know, I know my examples were about honesty, but, but the same is true for almost anything we do as Christians. And so let, what we're here for tonight, uh, worship. We can sing worship songs for a lot of different reasons. It could be because we, we like everyone here. We want to fit in, and we're scared of not fitting in. And so you're going to sing worship songs. Or you've identified yourself as a Christian, and so you want people to see you in that light. And so you're going you're gonna to sing worship songs because you know that's what it, what's expected of you. And if you don't, then people aren't going to think you're a good Christian. And yeah, if you find... If you, have ever said those things to yourself, if you ever found yourself worshiping God really with any, any motivation other than a love for him, uh, what, what's actually motivating you is fear and pride. If, if these are your motivations for worship, you're not giving God the worship that he deserves. And not only that, but you're missing out on the freedom that God gives through surrender. Guys, God, God deserves our praise. He sent his son to die on a cross, and sometimes I think we forget what that means. It means that we should be dead because we've sinned. It means that if God decided here and now to strike us down because we've sinned, like he's perfectly justified in doing so. And for some unknown reason to us, he, did, he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He hasn't done that. And instead, he wants a relationship with us. And honestly, if, if that's not something that's worthy of a praise and affection, I don't know what is. Worship team, if you want to make your way up. Guys, I just, as, as we get ready to worship, we're spending the whole night worshiping God, uh, I just really want you guys to ask yourself if, why are you worshiping? What's your motivation to worship God? And really, there, there's two answers to that. Either you're worshiping God for what he's done, what, what he's done for you, or you're, you're doing it for any other reason. And the only way that worshiping that our worship is, is pleasing to God is if we do it out of love for him. We, we not only have to do the right things, we also have to do them for the right reasons. And just real quick, something that I realized, realized last uh, worship night was something Katie said about having, that we really shouldn't have favorite worship songs. And that by having, like, favorite worship songs or songs that we don't like, like, we're making worship about ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was just something that really spoke to me, and I had to lay that down. Um, I, I really don't like when worship songs repeat, like, the same line over and over again. Just, like, move on. <laughs> um, but, but just in thinking that, like, I was making worship about me. I didn't like this song, so it was like, eh, 
whatever. I was, I was wimping out. But it's like, it doesn't matter if I like this song. What, what matters is that it, it's glorifying God, that it's giving God praise. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're going to get ready to worship. Um, and yeah, I just, if you, if you need to take time and reflect on why, uh, what your motivation is, why you worship God, and t- take that time, get right with God. Um, and then when, whenever you're ready for worship, like, do it because you love God. Do it because of what he's done for, for, for you. Um, and yeah, just honestly remember, like, we need to do the right things for the right reasons, not just because they're the right things.